Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Guild, mateys. Uh, when we last left off, our three adventurers, minus uh, Giuseppo, who is uh, healing himself currently, uh, met up with a strange water spirit that uh, wasn't always a strange water spirit. In fact, he wasn't always Winston Churchill either. Um, when we uh, bid adieu to the water spirit, he was asking our three adventurers if they could take him back to anybody who perhaps might have some mastery over life and death as a possible solution to this predicament with his wife being trapped in the scary scary in between um we hopefully have been formulating plans of action and so without further ado what are we gonna do so I remember correctly, Arthur went to bed. <laughs> so is it still like the that... night of that we met? <laughs> yeah, Arthur didn't hear That's like thing. any of the last shit that we said. Arthur decided to check out of the plot. <laughs> that that is true. He saw an opportunity to give Sinead more responsibility and to do nothing, and he took it wholeheartedly. So, oh my god, <laughs> that is true. You can't fault him for that. Giving the 15-year-old literally all of the huge responsibilities. The only responsibilities, really. Well, you talk such a big game about being ready to be captain and to, you know, command I literally did it! I was like, I haven't commanded a ship this big before, but I can try it, I guess. Well, that's what they all say. Listen, part of being captain means you have to deal with and resolve the, like, backstories of whatever magical creatures find their way into your bilge. I guess so. (laughs) Okay, so where where are we, Brennan, in terms of like time and place? Do we all go yeah. back to sleep or you No, you guys are so Arthur's asleep. We're like at the end of a conversation with Sinead and Q, who are still who are still down the brig. Like Arthur, you're passed out. Um Sinead and Q, he's like so you know, can you guys wanna take me to somebody who might be able to help whom I've recently robbed? question mark is there a different way you can solve this how are you guys going to help me well we're out in the middle of the ocean i don't know where are you expecting us to be taking you i mean you know have you know do you think you could take me to uh uh a certain island that doesn't have any names, perhaps. Even if I wanted to, I'm not sure I could. He also, since Arthur's not around, he's dropping the the chimney sweep Cockney accent. He only does it with Arthur's around. I forgot to mention that. Anyway, <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so it's just gonna be you and me trading bad British accents anytime. We <laughs> it's it's so funny to me because it's it's oh it's a good bit. Pat myself on the back. Um, so he he looks at. Uh, at Q, and he's still Vodachi man right now because uh, also Arthur's not around. And he says, "You know, come on, you've got to, you've got to help me out. Come on, please." Wait is is the island that he's talking about the the dead island with Lady Arbol? Yeah, the island. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he can tell that you guys were there because you guys couldn't see him and, and be around them. So, therefore, you guys were also um, at some point amongst the the not quite living. Right. Okay. I mean, I may know of a way to take us back to that island. 
Not all of us, though. I don't think I have enough power for that. And I also think it is going to probably fuck up my arm like y'all's arms are fucked up. I don't know if y'all is something you would say, but that, it is that now. French y'all. <laughs> it's not a, the y'all is very popular in Montaigne. I I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just thinking it. Yeah. Um. Not me looking up how uh, pulling people through major marks works. Uh, but yes, I may be able to take you and myself through to the island, but I don't think I have enough power to take all four of us. So he says, well, I mean, what's the problem then? Uh, You only need me, right? Right. The problem is I think it's going to fuck up the weird cursed hand thing I have going on here, Um, which I'm not really super enthusiastic to do. Um, so if we have, kind of looking at Sinead, if we have other options, I might want to explore those first. Hey, don't look at me. I, I, do you think I know anything about this? No, well, I, I figured it'd be like a brainstorming thing where we just throw ideas out there and see what sticks to the wall. Well, do you still have a shell? Uh, Yes, I, I do still have the the magic conch shell. I think. Did you use that? No, wait, no, I don't still have the shell. The oh. shell turned into water. Rip. Could you ask your girlfriend for a shell? A new one? Um, I mean, perhaps I've... I just don't... I mean, we can try. I just don't know if um, it works that way. It just doesn't feel right, uh, magical balance vibe-wise. Or just ask her to pull her in, pull him in full, without the shell. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see. Okay, so let's let's try that. Um, part one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like also trying to figure out how bringing other people through marks work and balancing no, them take out your my hero points. Take your yeah. time. Yes. All, all the time in the world, two years. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I can try asking her. If that doesn't work, I can perhaps put a mark on this ship and then I can take our new compatriot over to the land of the dead and hopefully still be able to come back here. That's all I think I have the magical energy for. He he says, "Sounds like a good plan to me, actually. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? You know, big fan, big fan." Yeah, well, it's a very big fan for you because you don't have to actually do anything. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he so he looks like he's about to say something, and he's like, "No, I mean, he, they got a point." <laughs> Q is tired of all these freeloaders and escort missions. Yeah, we have to stop everything. To help a random thing that shut up on our ship. Because we happened to sail over it. Let's go. Um, okay, yeah, I'll just um, ask the ocean. I'll uh, go do that now. Yeah, let's, uh, all, so let's all go up to the deck. So you, you all go up to the deck, and are you like going to lean over the uh, over the side of the ship? Yeah. Or, like, you gonna just kind of, like, speak out over the ocean? Or how are you gonna ask? Um, yeah, I'm going to hold the little oyster container um, that had um, the gift in it. And... Had a pearl, yeah. I'm gonna hold on to the pearl and kind of close my eyes. And send my thoughts out toward the sea on the horizon. So the the ocean gets a little bit choppier, and then a lot choppier, and it almost feels kind of angry. And uh, the ocean is picking up what you're throwing down. Uh, She Mm -hmm. completely understands what you're talking about. But for some reason, the master of life and death on the seas does not want this guy back. (laughs) And wants nothing to do with him. What do you reckon that means? 
the angry ocean that's about to turn our ship over. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... Uh, just give me a moment. I'm, like, meditating, right? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, like, try and think, what do I do with him? We might need to redeem him first. Because I think that was a thing we needed to do, too. Yeah. Q doesn't want to redeem him. <laughs> no. That yeah. seems like a lot of work. <laughs> that... that... Honestly, that's entirely fair. So it's uh, it's not a good situation for anybody, but it's very fun to watch unfold for me. So <laughs> oh, sure. you know, life, life sucks, I guess. I mean, oh, me God. as a player understands that we need to do the plot of the story, but Q is still going to just drag their feet about it. <laughs> Does Arthur feel like the choppy waves like move the boat like it almost tip us? Uh, absolutely. Like, these waves are really choppy. Like, you know how whenever you're talking to somebody that you've had a rocky relationship with, and then you bring up a sore subject, like, how you want to help somebody who just stole from them? Uh, it's a lot like that. So, like, we're talking, like, like, ocean tossing to, like, 8 out of 10 degree right now. I mean, if so, you wanted me even... to, I'd just kill him, but, like, I don't, you know... <laughs> You you can fight him. I will say he will put up a fight. That is also an option. You can initiate. He's water. Combat. Can't we just like soak him in a towel and leave him on the deck to evaporate in the sun or something? It would be it'd be a little bit more difficult <laughs> than that. Also, um, uh, I will say it will look really funny because remember nobody else can interact with him who hasn't been dead before. So you guys would be like doing tai chi like you wouldn't be fighting anybody <laughs> everybody would just like watch you guys larp yeah. um but arthur <laughs> you you fall out of uh out of your bed i'm picturing arthur in like a nightcap i don't know why but that's what um, i mean arthur's picture. been walking around like pretty much shirtless with bandages because his clothes got <laughs> like shredded and burned over the past, like, I don't know, like, half of a week. And so he just, like, flat out, like, doesn't have clothes besides his pants. I don't really think. I mean, because, like, his side got stabbed, he got blown up, and he got cut up. So he would just be wearing, like, rags. But, and anyway. Yeah, sure. If he has a you... nightcap or whatever. He borrowed one from one of the sailors. <laughs> he found one off of, yeah, off of a crewmate. Uh, so you fall down, uh, your, your nightcap, uh, stone off, um, your wounds have mostly healed, you are covered in various scars, but your wounds look fine, finally, um, and then, uh, as you start to, like, gather yourself, you notice you're at the feet of Giuseppe, who's also healed, yay, everyone, he's back! <laughs> yay! The linchpin of the put, plot isn't dead, I, so I guess that's probably a good thing. I have put so much love and effort into this character, and you guys just throw him right back. I have given several heartfelt pep talks to Giuseppo. <laughs> okay, I have saved Giuseppo's life one. so many times. Like, I have also had a heart-to-heart yeah. with Giuseppo. Uh, I'll tell you guys what. Uh, whoever saves Giuseppo the most... And that includes heart to hearts. We'll get a special prize close to the end of the campaign. <laughs> I feel like I might be in the lead. Not, yeah, I might be in the lead. Maybe. Yeah, I think you might. Well, well we can also have our fans vote who is the most uh, important in keeping Giuseppo from sticking his finger in a metaphorical light socket, uh, <laughs> which oh should also God. be very fun. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, your favorite sentient luggage shows up uh, with his eye patch and his bald head. Uh, and he's like, <clears throat> what seems to be uh, going on? Is it, is it another storm? Um, well, it's not quite a storm, per se. Uh, why don't you come with me to ha handle this? You might as well see what's going on as well. Uh, so he's like, yeah, all right then, I will. Um, so you guys make your way up to... Um, it's almost sunrise, by the way. Like, you can just barely see the first rays of sunlight over the horizon uh, in the east. And you guys are all standing on deck with your favorite floating bottle body of water. Um, the floating body of water uh, sees uh, sees Arthur and turns back into Winston Churchill. So, and uh, he says, all right, then. 
how can I help you guys? I, I, I see you went to bed. Um, I, I'm judging from the nightcap, as it were, yes? Yeah, nice of you to finally join us. Arthur takes off the nightcap. <laughs> he speaks like a Cockney Taika Waititi. <laughs> you can drop oh. the fake mockery of my accent now if you like. You don't have uh, to I, keep doing it. I don't believe I can. This is this is my real voice. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I okay. I'll do it. I'll drop it as fast as I can. <laughs> Arthur just ignores him and looks at Sinead and then looks at Q and is just like. Are you messing with the ocean again? I'm not messing with the ocean. I'm having a conversation. Okay? There's a little bit of back and forth that goes. We're having a little bit of critical thinking, which might be something that's stranger to you. Well, maybe pay her a compliment or something. She knocked me right out of my bunk. Oh, boo-hoo. We're having a serious conversation. Sometimes people have emotions in serious conversations. It's not a problem. Well, has she um, given us any advice on how to send Waterboy back to, well, I don't know, aren't we trying to kill him, technically? Well, I'm kind of, but uh, she does not want him back there, so we can't send him there. Um, Arthur kind of, like, sniffs and, like, slaps part of the Waterboy's shoulder and is like, well, would you look at that? You're probably the only man alive that isn't allowed to go back to the underworld. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, he, he says, uh, uh, well, I, that's rather brilliant, actually. That's, uh, huh, what do you know? Um, also, does nobody say hello, good morning, good evening to Giuseppe? Do we, does anybody say anything? Does Giuseppe <laughs> what say happened water to, water? hello, what happened to, how are you? <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the water boy <laughs> goes, and, uh, who might you be then? Uh, gesturing towards Giuseppe. Oh my goodness, I just realized I have to voice both. Oh, this is such a bad idea. That's why I only have one NPC. Um, and then the, uh, and Giuseppe goes, well, I'm, uh, I'm one of the, these four adventurers. I'm a valuable teammate to them. And, um, the, he, he says, oh, well, well, that's wonderful. I, I'm sure that you are quite the asset to their adventures. And uh, Giuseppe smiles a little bit. A lot of, like, shuffling feet and awkward coughing happens from the three other party members. (laughs) Uh, And those two develop a a slightly uh, start on the way in a positive relationship, which is more than you three. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so he says, so I can't be returned to the world of uh, the dead, it seems. Yeah, so Um, no. Okay, so... What are we going to do to get my wife back here? I'm hearing a lot of me, me, me coming from your mouth. <laughs> do you want to offer up a little bit of help or suggestions? Uh, he says, well, um, I could always attempt to redeem myself. Um, and then hopefully that'll lead to some sort of happy ending. It does in all the storybooks, but it might take a while. So uh, if you guys want to keep me around for uh, you know a ways, then I, I suppose I could be of some use. Um, and if can you're trying you... to get rid. Oh. I was going to ask if you could elaborate uh, what skills you have. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I am a sentient body of water, so. I can uh, extinguish flames. I can. Uh, I wouldn't drink me per se, but um, I can be used for anything water can be used for. I am pretty good at sailing. I have uh, very local control over the weather, and most of all, I am extremely adept at swordplay. See, that last one could actually come in handy. Hmm. <laughs> so Arthur, like, got... I'm putting like, a maybe... winky face next to that. <laughs> Boo. Nobody ship that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
was, I'm sorry. I, that really got to me. Hold on. Yeah, um, apparently. I did not think it was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please cut out the excessive laughing. Uh, no, please keep it in. <laughs> just be the, the low sleep or the, the wine, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, Arthur kind of wants to draw on some of his nightly experience here and maybe suggest an idea. Um, so, what I can tell you, if it's a if it's a matter of redeeming yourself somehow in the eyes of a death spirit goddess person. I can only tell you what would work for my order, which is inherently connected to the Fae as well, another magical race. So, us knights are given our power through the Grail, which is a Fae artifact and is inherently part of their magic. And if we break our oaths to the Grail, then we have to redeem ourselves with another knight. Now, we don't have another knight or another water spirit, but surely if you found some way to reaffirm whatever moral ideas the goddess of death wants you to, surely at that point you'll be able to regain whatever form you had originally. Or maybe you just die. I'm not quite sure. Um, so he, uh, he looks pensively at you. And you can see his, uh, like, the, the the gears turning in his head, the, the hamsters on the wheels, you know, like, he's really thinking. Um, and he he says, well, that, that actually makes perfect sense. I, well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I think that's what I will have to do, indeed. Um, does anybody know how to redeem the moral quality of... Uh, not accepting your wife's death and then abandoning her in a Lovecraftian hellscape by accident and then stealing. Hmm. Well, well, probably returning apologizing. the Apologizing. Yeah, starting out with the sorry. Can't go wrong. Um, and maybe getting your wife out of the Lovecraftian hellscape. Uh, all right. Um, let's start with the apology. That sounds a little bit less painful. <clears throat> um, can you put me in touch with uh, the ocean at all? Well, I mean, she's right there. I say gesturing uh, <laughs> to the overside of the ship. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, th- there's an old book called, uh, uh, you know, Cyrano de Borgiac. I'm sure you're well aware. Um, <clears throat> could you tell me what to say? I'm not quite as eloquent and i uh i don't think i've had a past romantic relationship with her so if you could give me some you know lines arthur shakes his head and like like tisks under like tisks like looking with down at the deck and is like no 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 no. you can't have her do it for you that's the whole point she can guide you or we can guide you but it has to come from you it has to be real change it's not just about running through the motions um so he he says, uh, uh, "Okay, so oh, here goes nothing." So he sort of floats over to the side of the ship. I will. And he looks uh, out. Stand. Oh, sorry, I'll stand there. next to to him as he's floating over the side. Okay. All right. Here we go. So he says, uh, "Hello, then. Uh, sorry for stealing your necklace." In fairness, it was a really nice necklace. And then all of a sudden, the the waves start getting choppy again. Oi, make Uh, with the apology. Don't make excuses. He he gives a look to uh, uh, Q, like, how am I doing? (laughs) You're not doing great. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Do you need... Do you need help? Uh, yeah, yes, if I, uh, if, if possible. Are you going to help him? Yeah, I'm going to help him. Uh, could you hit me with, uh, persuasion plus, uh, panache, if you will? You mean convince? Con- uh, well, ain't... whichever one's higher. Persuasion isn't, <laughs> this ain't D&D. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry, wrong role-playing game. <laughs> you got it halfway. It's really good. This is what I get for playing uh, D&D on the same weekend. They usually try and divide it up so they don't get the rules mixed up. Okay. So, here's what's gonna, what's gonna happen. 
our watery friend has to make a certain uh, certain number of raises himself in order to convince the ocean that he's truly sorry. The problem is um, he's not very good at that sort of thing. Um, you have to be really self-righteous to do the sorts of things he's done. So uh, any raises that Q gets will add on to his. I'm going to tell you right now, he needs uh, about seven raises to complete this phase of his of his adventure into saving his wife. He is going to get a few bonuses because he actually is truly sorry. Um, but of course, uh, he's going to need some help from Q. So each raise that you get can be added on to his raises. You can also use any raises that you've banked earlier to sort of help out. I don't think I have any banked raises. I like to spend that shit. Yeah. So I also want to talk him through the necessary steps that must be included in any good apology. Uh, so he's like, the, <laughs> the, the what? Yeah, so here's the thing. I can't make the apology for you uh, because that's not how anything works ever. But I can help you get the words out so that way she knows you're serious and she knows you're taking this seriously. Um, uh, he, he says, well, that, that makes sense then. Thank you very much. Um, so what do I do first? Okay. So first of all, you have to actually res- express remorse. You have to actually say that you're sorry. You can't say, I'm sorry I did this, but you can't say, I didn't mean to. You know what you did. You express the problem. You own up to it. You take responsibility. You understand how you may have hurt the natural order and how your actions ended up disproportionately hurting someone you care about. Then you say what you're going to do to resolve the situation. What do you plan to do? Again, reiterate the fact that what you did was wrong, and then you give her the space to decide whether or not she wants to forgive you. You are not owed an apology. In return, you are not owed forgiveness. She doesn't owe you anything. Um, he, he listens to you, and he turns to the ocean, and he says... <clears throat> and he also changes back into his normal self so it sounds a little bit less stupid <laughs> um uh, yeah the cockney accent man um so yeah, he says she knows you're copying arthur one of her favorite people obviously like that's so disrespectful <laughs> you know there's so much backstory on how she feels about Sinead and arthur because we've only really fleshed out uh q and arval <laughs> but i gotta tell you there's a lot to be told um Okay, you guys, kind of makes me nervous. Yeah, same. I don't like ever the, run I don't like back Lady into Arthur her again. Kind of mixed feelings about me. <laughs> yeah, um, it can't be anything too bad because she still feels a little bit bad for killing you guys. So, like, you know, there's there's that. You got that going uh, for you. You know, healthy relationships. <laughs> they can't hate me. They owe me. Anyway, um, so he leans over the side of the ship and says, uh, "I'm sorry." I didn't mean, I, I'm sorry. What I did was wrong. There is no excuse. And I, I take responsibility. And you start to see the ocean start to calm down a little bit. Um, there's sailors waking up in the morning and everybody's getting outside to start doing their work. The sun is now finally rising. Um, everyone sees the four of you staring at, a blank space <laughs> uh, over the side of the deck, but, you know, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> and he goes, what was the next step after taking responsibility? Uh, you need to be specific about what you did, not just a blanket statement. Right. And he says, um, I, I should not have stolen from you. That is wrong. That, if anything, I should have asked your help. Um, but taking without asking was wrong. I should not have done that. But to make it better, not only am I going, not only am I apologizing for you or apologizing to you, but I am going to enter into uh, the enter into the space between. If I have to, I will get uh, my wife back, and 
with the help of anybody who can assist me, repair the space-time fissure that I have opened up. Um, and obviously, uh, you I do not expect uh, you to forgive me for what I have done. I'll just give you that space, but I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Um, See how much better that was than your shitty apology the first time? So he, he like, boils for a minute. <laughs> like he looked, and then he's like, okay, calming down, calming down, calming down. Uh, yes, I guess we all learned something today. He, like, turns to the camera and is like, I hope we learned something today. Now we know. Um, <laughs> uh, children's television, educational, killed fellows. Um, but the ocean calms completely down, and it seems that Q's advice has worked. Therefore... It seems that uh, it seems that now all's left to do is send him and a guide, if necessary, into the land between and see if he can yoink his. Oh, that's a weird way to put it. See if he can grab his wife and take her back <laughs> to the world of the living. Now, I, here's a quick thing I want you guys to or want Q to do specifically. Yeah, are you with me? I'm here. I'm on the line, so, Captain. So, you are, okay, I found a friend. You are very aware of different ways to be in and out of the world beyond. Um, and so, I am going to ask uh, you to roll uh, wits plus scholarship. And each raise you get, I will give you a different way that you may or may not be thinking of, which <laughs> probably is in this campaign and maybe not necessarily within the, the script of... 7C to to pull this off. Okay. Tell me the odds. All right. So, <clears throat> uh, for each one, well, it's just for each one raise, I'll give you a different way to get in. Okay. I got two raises. All right. So, you got two options, Q, <laughs> that you are aware of. <laughs> um, the first one is you can just do what you know how to do, of course, and just cut a fissure and lead them in and back out i will say what you have read deep in the the libraries before in the restriction section as it were um you are aware that um certain spirits such as the lovely daemon when they have special permissions from very 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 powerful spirits one might say a uh uh death goddess of the sea (laughs) um can actually help as a little bit of a guide in going throughout there because as you well know you would not want to open your eyes and explore too much so you'd be taking significantly less risk than normal um however it's still kind of risky and um there's no guarantee that he would uh be able to do it by himself if he did not help him of course you also have the option of i'm pretty sure you can just open up the fissure, shove him in, and then I guess it doesn't affect you whether or not he makes it out, but <laughs> uh, that is an option, although his, it was his wife would be stuck there. It would rid you guys of him and his problems. Uh, option number two. There is, um, there are the some fissures and uh, entrances into the in-between and the underworld in the ocean, if you know how to get to one and have a way into them and have the permission of... Um, the sea goddess to get into them. Um, you just sail the ship in and then you'd be safer because everyone would be together. Um, although, uh, if you did not manage to sail back out, your whole crew and the ship will be stuck in the in-between Lovecraft and Hellscape for eternity. So those are your options. Either you take a lot of risk and everyone else takes none or everyone takes a little amount of risk, including you and the whole crew, your options. I do have a question. Yes. If I sail the whole ship, does that mean everyone needs to, like, keep their eyes closed and not look too hard at the horrors of the abyss? That is correct. Well, you studied hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I don't have faith in the people here, but... <laughs> you imagine uh, Sinead sailing blindfolded, though? Come on! Yeah. That'd be cool. Sinead's not the one I'm worried about. It's the randos. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Come on! Okay. You can say you sailed your ship through the death itself. That's fair, though. Um, guess we're gonna choose a smart, less cool option. Yeah, I'm going to uh, talk to my companions about it. All right. And say, essentially, there are two options that I can think of. Either I can make a mark on this ship, 
put us in the in-between um, and try and get his wife and get out. Or we can try to navigate to a fissure that already exists and who's in between and then um and then go through there the the problem is the space in between spaces is incredibly cursed and it can drive you insane if you're there for too long um you can't really look at anything because the horrors are too intense for like the mortal mind to comprehend or some shit like that so if we did the whole ship i really like i honestly don't think everyone's going to make it out alive I agree with that sentiment based on what you've said about this place. I am also curious at the state of the woman we're supposedly bringing back, if all of that is true. I mean, how long has she been there? Several hundred years? Has she never opened her eyes? Is she just insane? Well, if How it's... do we even find her? Well, has how long has she been there? I do not know. Um... If it is, uh, if she is like a spirit and not really immortal, it might affect her differently. Like I think that our friend Damon here could probably guide me if I were to keep my eyes closed. Um, I I should also uh, mention I I I figured you'd know this, but I should mention explicitly. Obviously, this might trigger a little bit of decay. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'll tap back out. Continue role playing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't really know, but we don't, that seems the best option, unless you can think of anything else, I would very much welcome it. My concern is that, A, if we take the entire ship, then we're risking everybody on the crew as well. And also, if all of us go, then there'll be no captain here to guide the crew, and who knows how long we'll be gone inside there. So... I volunteer to go and nominate that Sinead stay here safe on the ship and guide the crew. Um, so just, so you, me, and Damon? Do you, uh, do you have the hero points right. for that? I don't... I have a hero point. I don't think that's how it works. The, the problem of the place between worlds is that the more people you bring, the more dangerous it is. It says I have to spend a hero point for each character I wish to bring along. I don't know if I can spend someone else's hero point, but perhaps I can. Uh, I'm going to rule it as a yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Alright, so you're okay. going to take... Uh, both. Also, you completely just left out Giuseppe in your plan, Arthur. Well, what's he gonna do? I okay. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to beef him up, I guess, if you're gonna <laughs> treat him like dead weight. Well, the thing is, like, why would I just bring me and Giuseppe to go get this guy's wife? I'm just <laughs> saying. Sheesh. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if Gi- if Giuseppe's gonna do anything, then he would stay here as second mate and help. Sinead captain the ship, or well, Sinead came with us, then you could make him, like, assistant to the captain or something, and he could run things while we're gone. Okay. Question, Brennan. Yes. So, obviously, to return to this boat, I will need a major mark on it, right? That is correct. So, am I taking one dramatic rune to make the mark and another dramatic wound to use the mark, or can I make and use the mark in one go? Um, I'm going to say that you can make and use the mark in one go. However, um, you the damage from this from certain other repercussions will end up making it two dramatic wounds total anyway. Okay. Good to know. Arthur, I, I think I could probably... I could probably swing that. Um, doing this kind of magic takes a lot of energy out of me, so it might be good if I'm not left defenseless on the other side. Makes sense. I can be on defense duty, although it's going to be hard to shoot without being able to see. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm mostly thinking of having another like meat sack for something to punch if it comes down to that. Ah. Uh. Well, I suppose I can also serve that function as well. Great. Um, And I 
do not know if I have impressed upon you enough. Do not open their, your eyes. Do not walk from the path that we are making. If you get lost in there, you can be lost forever. And if you go wander off and get yourself in trouble, I am not going to risk my life to bring you back. Nor will I. Understood, nor would I ask you to. Nobody asked you, Sinead. <laughs> we'll explain these things to you when you're older, but for right now, All right, you just need to focus mouth, on William, captaining Before the I ship. throw you over the ship myself. Um, is there a place on the ship that we particularly want to have a cool blood mark, like in the captain's quarters or something? Uh, yeah. Right over Sinead's bed, preferably. Let's make it as annoying as possible for you. Uh, Well, actually, that's a bad idea, because if you make a mark and there's something right in front of it, you just can't go through, and you're just stuck in between if you cannot navigate back to the mark that you came from. So, so. Uh, With that knowledge, uh, someplace with wide open space that's not super in front of everybody, just in case there might be somebody who's also not cool with too many bleeding fissures. I mean, there's already a couple of fissures like in the middle of the ocean, so if everybody's trying to repair those, they're going to be like, why are we making even more? So maybe someplace discreet, if that makes sense. I'll leave it up to you. I'll offer up um, the Captain's Carters. That might be the best and safest plan. Why not put it in the brig? We don't have anybody in there right now. And it'll be walled off and locked. But what if we need it in the future? Well, don't take anybody prisoner then, Sinead. Come on. Pirate 101. I've got no control over that. You're the captain. It's your ship. If someone plans a mutiny, there's not much I can do in that situation. How about we just do it? Well, if somebody mutinies against you and puts them in the brig, then we're all fucked anyway. I'm going to roll. I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to flip a coin. It's in the captain's quarters. All right. Everybody. Put up a sign to make sure no one blocks it. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, just because I think this is funny, uh, uh, the, the water spirit is gonna be like, uh, okay then, uh, here's what we're going to do, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm guessing, Q, you tell, uh, tell our watery friend that you gotta go to the captain's quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he goes, okay then, uh, Sinead and Arthur, could you guys make, uh, make a sign, please, work together, do some teamwork, uh, to put on the door, some sort of do not disturb type thing? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, designate that to Arthur. You go oh, I want, I want you guys to work together, oh, man. No, Sinead's too busy being moody to ever appreciate Arthur. Oh my <laughs> so, god. I, I... We'll say uh, pirates are pretty nosy people, so there actually is consequences if you're not very good at making this sign. So you have to really convince people that they don't want to open it up. Um, so before That's we fair. we step into the space between worlds, Arthur, I want to see your sign making skills. And like if it's like misspelled or like it doesn't look like you took it seriously, then yeah, your crew also won't. So to avoid uh, damning one of your crewmates forever, uh, give me a. Uh, wits plus convince. Uh, don't forget the bonus. Um, so I'm going to tell you right now that there are by default two crew members who are going to try and open the door. And for every one raise that you get, um, you can uh, prevent that from happening. So zero, you get two. One, you get one. Two, you get zero. Three, or more, you can bank for later. All right. Um, let me calculate this real quick. Okay. I got two raises. All right. So nobody will disturb you guys uh, in the room. Uh, excellent. Um, so tell me what the sign looks like. What you make out of? Don't tell me it's a sock um, on the door, or you will be fired from this podcast. <clears throat> oh, okay, well that's a buzzkill. Um, <laughs> so Arthur found a um, a couple pieces of like fairly like even like scrap wood from when the ship was hit by cannon fire. And he finds some ink from Sinead's room, it's the captain quarters, and he manages to paint um, captain's quarters private do not enter on it. <laughs> and he like pins it and then puts a knife in it that he finds <laughs> nice. to underline, underline the point that Sinead's going to shank somebody if somebody goes in there. Nice. I think she'd appreciate that if he knew that's what you had done. Um, 
you can for tell sure. her about it later. You know, I feel that a lo- I feel that all the time about things I do for Sinead. That oh, if only she took the time <laughs> to think about uh-huh. all the good things I've been trying uh-huh. to do for her, and all all the times I've helped uh-huh. her out. She would just really feel a all the way times you've me, helped but... her out, like when. I mean, when I killed that army for you. What? Excuse me? Oh, 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 look at me. I'm pulling Ida Sinead. I'm going to hang out in the rafters the entire battle while I watch Arthur just gun down the captain and, like, several other, you know, like, lead a charge on the enemy ship. I gave you the, I'm the whole reason you have this ship. What the hell are you talking about? She was fighting. It's true. She was I, fighting I, up there, and you didn't do, like, oh, you it's not like she was in immediate pirate. danger. <laughs> You just did it because you wanted to. It was a power trip. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm not the one that's captain, but that's fine. I wasn't Here's captain the ship then. that I fought for you to get. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, land in between. Um, Arthur. Yeah, everybody's so uncomfortable after the stage fight. I mean, Sinead didn't have This is just a real-ass fight between me and Rob right now. We're about to go at it. Uh, like, I think this listen, is perfect if I didn't, because... If I didn't it's... kill the captain and lead the charge onto this boat, no, it probably Nobody asked you to do that! have it. So all I'm saying is that I am a large part responsible for us having the ship, which you now own. You also blew up our last ship! That I was captaining! Which saved... Which saved our lives and got us onto a bigger boat. That nearly so killed you and hurt is, the rest of us vibes. and left us afloat in the water. You're focusing on the short-term negatives and not the long-term positives. Yeah, okay, because you were could possibly playing that. On all levels except physical, me and Q, if Sinead and Arthur slash Han and Rob were having this fight... Are Gina Linetti with headphones in, simply vibing <laughs> as this goes on in the background. Oh yeah, uh, the our watery boar is like whistling, which sounds weird because he's made of water, but he's like <laughs> averting his eyes. <laughs> uh, he checks his watch, which doesn't exist. <laughs> he's trying really hard not to make eye contact. Hey y'all, it's Rob again with the mid-roll. I'm just popping in to tell you that the winner of our giveaway has been announced. Um, So congratulations if that was you. You'll be receiving your dice and your source book um, for 7C soon. Congratulations um, and thank you all for participating in that if you did. Um, If you don't know, you can participate in future giveaways by entering in in our social media posts. We'll usually make a post about it and we'll have information about how you enter into specific giveaways. Um, And we do those during certain milestones um, to celebrate our listeners. Um, So if you want more giveaways in the future, keep listening and maybe give us a recommend on wherever you listen to this podcast. Anyway, the links for our socials can be found in the description of this episode. Um, You can also find that information and our links to our Discord and our Patreon on guildfellows.com, which is a neat little website that we have that centralizes all of our Guildfellows stuff, um, so it's easy to navigate between them and find what you're looking for. So maybe give that website um, a look-see if you're interested in donating to us through Patreon, which would be excellent. It really goes a long way since... We all um, work regular jobs and do this for free because we love it. So if you would like to do that and just, you know, share some love, you can do that. Also, you can join our Discord. Um, The link to that is on the website and uh, in the description of the episode. And the Discord is great. It's filled with our friends, some fans, um, some people that we just didn't imagine meeting before doing this podcast. And it's great because we talk about TTRPGs, games, and other really just fun, cool things. Um, And there's a lot of great creators and artists in there. So if that interests you, you should join and see what it's all about anyway on a personal note sorry that this episode and last episode came out a little bit later than we normally drop we normally drop sometime in the morning wednesdays um both this episode and the last one were a little bit later sorry we've been super busy like i said we all work um and it's hard to find time to to edit and record and all that um consistently so you know it's covid you understand anyway thank you all so much for your support and now back to the episode
Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When Sinead is older than seven years old, she'll become mature enough to appreciate all the things that Arthur's done. When Sinead is older than 15 years old, she's going to kill you. (laughs) You know what? That's, I honestly, I think Arthur would respect that. If, 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 if Sinead just was like, I am adult now and I don't need your help and I'm going to duel you to prove that, I think Arthur would probably respect that and leave her alone. But... As it stands, not happening. Oh my god! That honestly, that's canon. Everybody, you, you heard it here first on Sinead's eighteenth birthday. birthday. It was 18th oh, is it sixteen? I was like sixteen what, is gonna. This campaign may not last two years. We'll we'll decide. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Are uh, are we ready? Um, Arthur, how are you gonna keep from opening your eyes? Are you gonna like just close them, blindfold? What you gonna do? Yeah, I think he's going to find a blindfold to put on himself. All right. The water spirit is not exactly alive, so he's fine. Um, Take it away, Q. I'm going to take a deep breath uh, and begin the process of, you know, cutting my hand and drawing a sigil. It is a decent amount of blood loss over time as I continue drawing more and more blood from the wound to make this mark on the wall of the captain's quarters. It probably takes a few minutes. Um, Very methodical and focused in my approach. Um, At some point, I will mention that I've never really tried to stay in the land between worlds. I know how to navigate from one point to another. But uh, as far as time passage, I don't really know how that works. So we may be gone a while, we may be gone a moment. It is usually it doesn't take very long, but usually I'm trying to get through here as quickly as possible. Uh, I will probably tie a rope before we go in after I make the sigil between my wrist and um, uh, Arthur's. Um, um, like grab his hand just so that way we don't get separated um and yeah after a while, so after I do the sigil and do the hand tying I look visibly spent alright so uh after you do all these things you take one full dramatic wound from all your blood loss um and then as you are doing this you also notice that your uh that your black spot is growing profusely. It's aching. It's hurting. It's starting to really take over uh, your arm. It's starting to decay. Uh, what's there? And you take another dramatic wound um, because of the amount of uh, pain that your arm is in. Um, this dramatic wound can be healed uh, when the pain subsides. You start getting used to your arm falling apart. However, um, after this dramatic wound is healed, whichever method you choose in a later date to heal it. Um, the the damage will still be there. You just won't have to back ruin for roleplay purposes and for gaming purposes. Um, the fissure is open. Uh, bon voyage. You gonna walk through the doorway? Yeah, I um gesture to um Damon and I say after you and I slide my uh, blindfold down that's out of like a silk handkerchief probably and motion for Arthur nice. to do the same uh nice it's more resilient than cotton uh that's very cool I like that um so Damon 
uh, walks you guys through into the land of unspeakable horror. As you guys make your way in, um, Q, it feels just all the same ways as all the other times you've been in here. Um, the are you gonna talk Arthur through like what how it feels and how what's normal, what's not, or anything, or are you just gonna let Arthur kind of be in the dark, literally? Um, I will probably talk Arthur through, be like, this is what you can expect. Should I just make stuff up now? Because I totally can. Yeah, vibes. I mean, you're, you're the sorcerer. You're gonna feel a slight pressure. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. There's not really air here, but there isn't not air. Physics isn't super a thing. Um, you can't really look, but like the path we're walking, this isn't like a physical world that you might be thinking of. It's very based off of magic sort of emotion vibes. There are probably things watching us right now. I would recommend you always keep your voice low, you keep your heartbeat steady, you take calm, relaxing breaths, and just focus on where you need to go. Try not to lose yourself, try not to wander, either in mind or in physical movement. But if you experience any sensations, you can just feel free to voice them, and um, I'll let you know if those are expected or not. You might be a little nauseous, too, on your first time. Um, as you guys walk through into uh, the void, you start to hear um, this person calling out. Um, it's getting louder. It appears that uh, it appears that Damon knows where he is going. He seems familiar with the landscape, and it it seems that he keeps calling. Uh, he starts calling out as well. He keeps calling out to say, you know, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Where are you? Um, obviously, he's not Winston Church or Dick Van Dyking this one. He's he's speaking his normal Vodachi voice. He's calling in Vodachi, so if anyone speaks that one, you can understand what he's saying. Um, I do. Excellent. So you know what he's saying. Arthur, you just kind of guessed that he's calling out for his wife. <laughs> Arthur is, like, not easy, like, totally filtering that out. He's using, like, his exercises that he learned when he learned to hunt to, like, stay, like, completely silent and calm and, like, clear of head. That is exponentially dope. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, um, so you, you guys make your way through, and you pause for a second. You can feel Damon uh, exerting some pressure on you guys to stop. And uh, he speaks in Vodachin and then translates to Avalonian for Arthur. You know, we're here, she's right here, I can see her. But his voice sort of breaks. He, he says, we're here. I, oh, I should have figured. I, oh my goodness, this is, I did this. Oh my. And you can hear him grunting as he seems to be picking, uh, picking her up. You can hear her uh, saying things non-distinct. Um, she seems to still be there, um, but he seems to be very worried about something and very distressed when he came upon seeing her. Uh, the moment when he picks her up, you start to hear screeching. Um, there is sort of movement around you, which is weird because it's not exactly air. And you can tell that... Uh, the beings around are none too happy with the taking of somebody out of this place. Um, she's been here long enough that they don't want to let her go. And so, uh, pace starts to pick up, and uh, Damon says, Run! And uh, I hope you guys all run. <laughs> uh, you guys, try He's leading you back to the fissure from earlier. And you guys are getting closer and closer and closer. And uh, you can hear an oof, and it seems as though um, he fell when trying to uh, to carry the uh, carry his wife out. You can tell you were very close because of the amount of time uh, you spent in there. You can tell that you're very close to the doorway, um, but it seems he has fallen down, um, which is weird because it's water, but physics don't apply here so his for some reason it seems that he's being held down uh she is from what you can tell in no shape to move on her own uh and you guys are in the dark 
and um, uh, stuck between your two uh, your two friends and the way back into the world. Um, can I like grab her? Uh, you absolutely can. Um, he he yells, "Leave me here if you must. Just grab her." But you have to feel around on the floor first. Um, so you're gonna feel around in the void, which I'm sure is a very spooky thing to do. You're gonna hear, you can feel the Eldritors watching you, their eyes sort of uh, beaming into the back uh, back of your head uh, as they're staring at you. You successfully grab a wrist that feels non-watery. Does Arthur also like find her on the ground? Yes. Since Q and I are like tied, like him. Absolutely. Hand. There's not a whole lot else. So I mean, you feel anything. It's this. This is nothingness. So yes, you feel her pretty easily. All right. So Arthur's gonna like bend down and like hoist her onto his shoulder and try to stand back up again. Um. So you do so successfully. Um. And now what? Uh. You can make it straight for the door and have a higher probability of making it out live, or you can try and save Damon's soul. It will be hard to carry them both. Um, his, you know, that's a, a human size with the water. Water is very heavy. Yeah, I don't think I can carry him. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna move for the door Arthur, what do you want to do? Because we can untie if you think you can save him, but I don't think I can. Um, can I use my hero point to, like, try to, like, figure out, like, just guess where he is using Arthur's knight magic? I don't uh, know. <laughs> you can absolutely try and sense where uh, where he is using your hunting skill. Um, you've tuned yourself in. It will cost you a hero point, but you are good at sensing where things are, and you are currently in a void where there's literally nothing but the thing that you're trying to get to, which I think is a good place for a hunter to be, so you can spend a hero point to locate him. Okay, so what Arthur does... So this is what's happening in Arthur's head. Since he walked into this plane of in-between, he has convinced himself in his mind that he is in an Avalonian field, and that the woman on his shoulder is really just like a bale of hay. But what he does when he spends this hero point to try to find Waterboy is he, like, is standing in this middle in the middle of this field and he smells. And he tries to see if he can smell the water. Because in this land of in-between, there's, like, nothing but, like, spirits and horror. So it doesn't really, like, have a distinct odor. And so he's going to try to sniff out the smell of water in this empty void. You, you smell the salty brine of, um, his, of his flesh. Um... Interestingly enough, remember his his soul is encapsulated. Uh, his body is the water. His soul is encapsulated within the necklace. Um, so you can also smell the necklace distinctly as well because it's a different um, it's a different material. So you can smell the sort of uh, the metal on the necklace too. Okay, so I'm gonna like reach for where it feels like the smell is coming from see if I can grab it. You you grab the water, you can feel the necklace too, which he's, uh, which he's still wearing, and you can try and po- hoist him out. Alright, I'm just gonna grab the necklace and try to pull him along with me. Uh, you rip the necklace out of the body of water, and you can feel the water go lax and spill across the floor. You can feel that some of the water is staying soaked upon the necklace, and um, it's still got some droplets. It's not completely dry, but the majority of the water is gone. You have the necklace, and uh, you guys have uh, only f- a few seconds before the Eldritch Horrors uh, try and swallow you up. I'll begin making my way toward the door. Uh, Q and uh, the woman are already out the door. It's just you, Arthur. All right. He's going to <clears throat> walk steadily, like with a smooth, like on beat pace and not try to make any sudden movements and walk as calmly as he possibly can with as like light of feet as he can carrying to other beings whatever they are all right uh yes so 
this is you're gonna have to make your way out of there in time. So you're gonna have to give me a very high stakes roll out there. You're gonna have to roll uh, brawn. No, actually resolve. Yes, you're gonna have to roll resolve plus athletics to get out the doorway in time. Okay. You're going to need three full raises to get out in time. Two, you will get close enough to pass the necklace through. Um, one, you will be able to. You are close enough to be able to say one last thing before you're tra- before you're trapped and sealed. Zero, and you just get swallowed and just get stuck. I got three raises. Ooh! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I totally would have killed your character, by the way. Okay. I know, I was like, this is going to be so awkward if Arthur actually dies here. I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> you make it out just barely in time. Um, as you fall off your blindfold, uh, fall as you fall through the doorway, your blindfold falls off. The, the seal closes itself, and on the floor in front of you is a young woman um, about who seems to have blinded herself um, and has kept her sanity and is currently in a little bit of a deal of shock. You, Arthur, survived from being damned eternally uh, and you're holding the wet necklace in your hand. And that's where we're going to end the session! Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.